0: you start to question your value, you start to question yourself for it. Like the more money you got, the more successful you are, and most people really do buy into that. But really, I just needed a break. What I love is helping people. I'm Julie Bauke, and welcome to The Evolved Career, a podcast where we help you determine what truly does matter most to you and how it can have a profound impact on your life everyone. It's Julie. We're going to do something a little different today. It's all me. No guess. I've had a few people ask me, what's an evolved career? What do I actually mean by that? And if you've listened to all the episodes, you might be able to have figured out what I mean by that. But I thought, let me just take a time, take some time here. I thought, let me just take some time here and explain what I mean by an evolved career, who has an evolved career, how you can get an evolved career why I think it's so important. A little background. You know, I've been in the career management, career transition field since 1998. That's a very long time, as scary as that is, 22-plus years. Now, before that, I was in human resources for 16 years. And I had the conversations with people over and over again, people who just didn't like their jobs. They'd come into my office and complain about everything, you know, what color the walls were, anything you could think of. But you knew in talking to them that the color of the walls weren't really the issue. The issue was that they didn't like their jobs, but they couldn't articulate it, were afraid to articulate it, had put themselves in a situation where they didn't think they had any choices. Okay, so maybe once in a while it was the color of the walls, but very rarely, It usually was more of a, I'm unhappy, but I can't put my finger on it. Sometimes it was something going on at home, certainly. But it's really, really scary and can feel really dangerous to admit that you don't like your job. Because a lot of times, once you admit it, you put yourself in a position of having to do something about it or feeling like you have to do something about it. And so we have a nation and probably a world of people that in a lot of ways are either unhappy at work, disengaged, or actively disengaged. What's funny is we've all seen those Gallup surveys and polls about people's happiness and engagement at work, and the number just never seems to move. The needle is always stuck on disengaged or actively disengaged. Now, if you're an employer, you certainly don't want those kind of people in your organization. They hurt in a million ways, but there they are. They are there. You know, it's um we used the word evolve to talk about how we change as humans. We don't we don't use the same language at 20 and 30 as we did when we were 10. And I hope we don't use the same language at 40, 50 and 60 as we did when we were in our 20s. So not only does how we see the world change, but our interests change, our values change, our priorities change. If you're something north of 30, think back to when you were in your 20s and your teens. Think about what mattered to you then. If you're 50 and 60, think back to your 20s and 30s and even early 40s. What matters to us changes. And guess what? That's a good thing. What matters most to us is a moving target. And staying on top of that and then aligning your career and your work with the rest of your life and what matters most to you is a tricky endeavor all the way through. I mean, I do this for a living, and it's a tricky endeavor for me. So you're, when we we say in my, at the Bauke Group, we say, make your work life matter. Well, the problem is most people can't tell you what matters. Uh, my family, you know, they'll kind of rattle off what, what they think is the right answer, but what matters most to you right now? What's interesting about now, 2020, is that millennials and younger and those who are in their 50s and 60s are saying the same thing. Back when I entered the job market, you kind of did what you were told. You took a job and you kept going until somebody told you you were ready for a promotion. And you trusted what they told you because they were older, smarter, had a better title and a bigger office than you did. Well, you know, fast forward to now. We've got people coming into the job market and who have been in the job market for a while. They saw their parents lose their jobs. They saw their parents get laid off. And they looked at that and said, "Uh uh-uh, it's not going to be me. And so millennials and younger say, you know what? I want to be happy at work. And we've got people in their 50s and 60s who say, yeah, me too. I want to be happy in my work too. But what's funny is those of us in our 50s and 60s look at millennials and say, yeah, well, yeah, you you haven't paid your dues. What we really mean is you haven't suffered enough. You haven't earned the right to be happy. Well, that to me is just a, a load of crap. We all deserve to be happy and engaged at work. But the problem is we don't know what that means. We have seen so many changes in the last 20 years between the, the dip in the economy after 9-11 to the depression to the recession of 2008 to now, when you know we are just coming out of just a huge workforce and career boom and job market boom to everything being upended in the time of COVID. And... It's going to keep changing. But what all these these things do is they teach us what to value. When you go through losing your job, when you go through a recession, when you go through all the stuff we're experiencing now, my hope is that you have figured out what matters most to you, what your values are. Now, I have a saying, and it's uh, one of my favorites, and I, I, I credit myself with this saying, and it is so true. And when I speak professionally, as I do to groups, and I use this phrase, I can see a collective head nod in the room. And that saying is this, and this is an absolute truth. Your company wants you until the day they don't. I'm going to say it again. Your company wants you there until the day they no longer want you there. And that's something that on one level we know, but we don't act like we know it. So I say from this side of the desk, you need to stay where you are in your organization until the day that it no longer serves you, serves the person that you've become, and then go find something else to do. You change, and you'll continue to do so. So as you evolve in your career, you reach a point in your life where you'll settle for nothing less than your work in your life having a profound impact, and so you don't settle. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to say that again because it's really important. You will reach a point in your life that you will settle for nothing less than your work in your life having a profound impact. So you don't settle. If you live and work your story in full, you will have a happier work-life, home life, and you'll just be a more darn pleasant person to be around. You know the 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 thought back in the day, you know, uh, years ago, the idea was you go to work from eight to five, you walk in the door, even if you hate your job. You walk in, you're at home. And now I'm a different person. Now I'm putting on my home hat. That doesn't work, and it never worked. So why do we act like it did? You know, it's, it's, you are the same person no matter where you are, and imagine having to be a different person from 8 to 5 than you are from 5 till 8 a.m. Oh, and then on top of that, technology and the ever-changing and increasing pace of work makes that not even possible. So, you know, that blur between work and home, it it's gets blurrier and blurrier. And now in the time of COVID, when we're working from anywhere, it's going to continue to do so. And so it is imperative that you figure out what matters most to you and how to evolve your career so it's more in line with what you want out of your life. You know, we, we evolve. And sometimes the problems, the changes are so, so slow and so slight that we don't notice them until we look in the rearview mirror. If you've ever looked at, like if you have kids and you've watched your kids grow up and you're like, man, they're just growing older. In my, in from, I remember when they were, you know, three feet tall and now look at them. And you think to yourself, or at least you don't really re- realize your kids have grown up, have aged 20 years. Yeah, so have you. If you ever go back and look at photos of yourself and you go, oh, who's that? And you realize how much younger you look. You think, man, how'd that happen? That, Yep, that's how it happens, a little bit at a time are you the same person that you were five years ago you're not do you hope to be the same person five years from now not me what job were you in 10 years ago would you want to be in that job today not me maybe you maybe you do but think about it look back look forward ask yourself you can look back and say what was i doing what was going on You know, uh, man, I did like that job, but I sure wouldn't want to go back to it. We're okay at looking in the rearview mirror and seeing what we used to be. What we're not good at is looking through the front windshield and seeing what we hope to become. Now, we know, we all know that jobs and careers have changed, and you've no doubt experienced and are still experiencing those changes. You might have gone through your 40s never having been laid off and been laid off three times in the last 10 years. You know, we talk about, especially those of us of a certain age, we talk about the good old days of 30 years ago. You know, 30 years and a gold watch and a defined benefit pension plan. I don't know. I don't really think those days were healthy for us, not as evolving humans anyway. To think that we went into one job when we were 22 and stayed there until we were 62? ooh that sounds horrible. Think about your first job. Would you want to still be in that first job or that same company? Some of us would, but most of us, frankly, wouldn't. It felt like security. It felt stable. And we like that. And so, and so now here we are in this time when we've experienced so much change and continue to experience it, and I hear over and over again, I want my work life to matter. And again, not just from millennials, but from people of all ages and stages. It's the getting from where you are to where you want to be that stops people in their tracks. So how do we do that? How do we actually reach out and start to do that? Because I know a lot of people listening to this are saying, yeah, 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 you know, I want that. Sure, yeah. Apple pie, puppies. Yeah, great. I want that. But it's getting from where you are to where you want to be that stops people in their tracks. Sometimes we know where we want to be. Like, yeah, in one year, five years, 10 years, I'd like to be doing this. And then we put it under our pillow and wait for the career fairy to show up. We don't take action sometimes because, and usually I think because, we don't know how to get there. We see the destination, we don't know how to get there. But a lot of times also, we don't even know what the destination is, let alone how to get there. So let's talk about that for a minute. Let's take a wider view of your career and your life we think of the words careers and jobs interchangeably, but I think they're different in scope. Our paid job is a part of our career, certainly. Let's say you work from eight to five as an accountant at a manufacturing plant. But three nights a week, you coach youth basketball and run the basketball league, and every Sunday, you teach Sunday school. Is the answer to the question, tell me about yourself or what do you do? I'm an accountant. I think that sells you short and it doesn't even begin to tell your story. What if your answer was, My career is as an accountant in a company that makes machine parts and as a junior high basketball coach and a Sunday school teacher. I love working with youth to help them develop both physically and spiritually. Oh, wow. Isn't that powerful? Compare that to, I'm an accountant. That, you know, it's, it's, we, we so often sell ourselves short in terms of the breadth and the richness of who we are and what our lives are. Your combination of the ways, the whys, and the wheres of spending your time and talent is uniquely yours. It is your career story, and you share it with no one else. Isn't that beautiful? Think about it. When someone said to you, what do you do? And let's say that you decided to answer that question in a broader, from a broader perspective, from how you enjoy spending your time. Not only will you see the light in the eyes of the people around you, but you'll feel your chest puff up. You'll feel yourself be more proud and engaged with your whole career story, even if your job is just kind of meh. And we all have those days when our job is just kind of meh. And it's the other stuff that keeps us going. And there's more good news. This person that I just made up, who's an accountant and a junior high basketball coach and a Sunday school teacher, he got to decide what those components were of his career portfolio. Paint your own picture and create your own reality. If you think about a puzzle or a mural, picture that. And each piece of the puzzle is something new or something unique about you, or the mural represented the different pieces of how you spent your time. That mural, there's nobody else like that. I'd venture to say, anywhere that has that unique combination of gifts and skills and talents and experiences that you do. Do you ever hear somebody, you ask somebody about their job and they tell you what they do and you think to yourself, oh dear God, that sounds horrible. But their eyes are lit up and they're like, I love my job. And you're thinking, oh no, pull out my teeth with flyers. And then you or you hear about, you know, a hobby or a craft someone does. And you think, oh, I'd like to do that. You know, those are all signals and clues about who you are and what you value. And the beauty of it is, there's no right and wrong answer. You get to paint this all on your own. An evolved career is one that reflects who you are fully right now. It is robust. It is bursting with life. And it is yours and yours alone. It's you working, living, and doing what makes you more you. You know, kind of like you as a human, complex, varied, changing, seeking, and growing, we need to apply that to work. We need to apply that thinking to work. If you're a person who likes growth and personal development, you're always seeking out new adventures outside of work, but your work's kind of mundane and boring, and you even admit that it's mundane and boring, that's okay. If that works for you, that's fine. Because sometimes the things we do outside of work are the things that lift us and work is just that it helps us fund the stuff we love to do and so the beauty is there's no right or wrong answer here and I get it this can be hairy scary and really big to some of us because even after you figure out what your evolved career is it will still continue to yeah evolve just as you do instead of scaring you it should excite you if you really want your work life to matter If you've listened to some of my podcasts, and if you haven't, I suggest you go back and listen. You will meet people who've had these evolved careers. There's everyone from Mark Carrier, who was a reluctant football player, college athlete, pro player, and coach, who's now the athletic director of a huge school in Chicago. He gets to live a different side of himself off the playing field. There's Kent Wellington, who's their partner in a law firm but also has started an urban youth rec league, um, playing basketball and lifting kids up on Saturdays. There's Becca Yachsteimer, who's a dentist and a pageant participant and an incredible volunteer. She and her family left Vietnam on the last military plane out. Her dad commandeered the plane. So you'll meet throughout my podcast all these really interesting people who have done things. And here's what I want you to know about it, is sometimes we choose the directions our career go, and sometimes they choose us. Paul Doherty, who, for those of us in Cincinnati, is a very very well-known sports writer here in Cincinnati. And his way with words, I told him all the time, I said, man, we all get the same 26 letters, but the way you use them is, is a way that I couldn't even begin to think about using my letters. So he was writing about sports. He was all about sports until his daughter was born with Downs. And he now uses his voice and his words to advocate for Downs children being mainstreamed into education. He didn't pick that. That picked him. So these things that happen to us in our lives, these things that occur to us and say, you know, I lost, you know, five people in my family to this disease, so I'm going to focus on eradicating this disease, or I didn't know this was an issue, and this, is, this tugs at my heartstrings. So I'm going to focus on that. So the idea is that portfolio, that mural I'm talking about, the pieces of it will evolve and change. So here are some questions that, that may get you started. Because what I want for you is a life in which you are truly in sync with where and how you spent your time. And this is usually the place where people say, oh, yeah, that's other people. That's not me. Because you just say, yeah, I I can't have that. That's a unicorn. That's not possible or not possible for me, you know, because you're so special. You couldn't possibly have it. Everybody else can. But, yeah, you're so special. You possibly couldn't. I get it. We get stuck between our ears. But when we look at our career and life happiness on a scale of 1 to 10 and we stick ourselves at a 4, it's hard to see an 8 from there, let alone a 10. But what if you could get to 6? What if you wrote a 4 and you could make some changes in your career and your life to get you to a 6? That's a 50% increase. And that, my friends, is starting to sound like a basket of wiggly puppies. So here's a big few Here's a few big hairy questions to get you started. And they're hairy because they can't be answered quickly and they shouldn't be answered quickly. Number one, when you're dead and gone and people are discussing you, how do you hope they'll complete this sentence? I think the biggest impact John and Jane, John or Jane, made on this world is what? After you've answered it, compare it to how you're choosing to spend your time and energy right now. Number two, if you had $10,000 or 10 extra hours per week, how and where would you spend it? That tells you a lot about what you value, and know that there are no right or wrong answers here. You might give your time and money to teach music to children, while your neighbor might choose a food pantry, and it's all good. Where do you hope to be in 1, 5, and 10 years? What are you doing to build that runway now? The career fairy is not coming to save you. It's all you, baby. Make a list of the actions you could take. For example, meeting key contacts, getting better clarity on what your career evolution looks like, learning or sharpening the skills you'll need. When in doubt, take your best guess and get moving. Being in motion and continuing to pivot based on feedback on your own intuition will point you toward and keep you moving in the right direction. The best thing you can do right now is to get your head around this. Careers are meant to evolve and change. That's likely a new way of thinking for you, but it's one that will allow you to truly open your mind up to your own possibilities. You are meant to bring your best self to all areas of your life, including work. And it's unlikely that the 22-year-old you and where you were in your career was even close to being your best self. Step out, step up, and step into the evolved human you are today, and then build a career that best reflects that awesomeness. Now go. See you next time. Subscribe, tell your friends, rate us, and write a review. And of course, follow us on social media. But if you're interested in learning more about how you can evolve your career, you can contact us through TheEvolvedCareer.com or TheBaukeGroup.com. And that's B-A-U-K-E. Do you know somebody who'd be a great guest, who has a great career story to tell? Or do you think you qualify? Then email me. My email address is in the podcast description. Until next time, here's to your career happiness.